I just wanted to let you know that I've created some morning scripture meditations for you, and they're for you specifically if you find you're just exhausted in the morning, you're tired, maybe you were up with your baby, or you're just burnt out from all the changes of this past year, and you're struggling to spend time with God in the morning, you're tired of trying to stick to a devotional but it doesn't work, or you just randomly open your Bible somewhere and hope that God will speak to you. If you're just struggling or you'd rather just sleep in and forget it, I've made these to help you because all you have to do is press play. So you can go from having no morning quiet time or struggling to do it to having an intentional, well thought out, restful time with the Lord every morning. What I created is what I would have really wanted a few years ago when I was struggling with exhaustion and burnout. These scripture meditations will guide you through your week with a focus on rest. So to get them, go to restforhersoul.com. Welcome to the Rest for Her Soul podcast. If you feel trapped in exhaustion and burnout, or you just need to pause and reset, here you'll find peace, joy, and rest in God's loving presence. I'm your host, Christine Fletcher, and I've been there too. And I want to encourage you that just by listening, you're already taking steps towards healing and wellness. Welcome back. I'm glad you're here. So today we're not doing a meditation together, but we're going to just talk about our phones again. A few episodes ago, I talked about why I think we need to set limits on our phones, which are obviously amazing tools. Like there are so many amazing things you can do with your phones. Wonderful things like taking pictures of our kids and videos and uh, calling friends and family, checking the weather, uh, sending texts. You can listen to podcasts. You can read the Bible. There are so many good things you, you can do on your phone. So we know that. We know that. But we also know that they're very addictive and that many of the apps on our phones probably not the weather app, but many others are designed on purpose to be addictive. And so we're fighting against something that is designed to try to grab our attention more and more and more. And with just our willpower in the moment, I don't know about you, but I don't succeed against that. So I want to talk about things that I have done and that I think can help us to break that addiction from our phones. Because I don't think you want to be a slave to your phone. I think you want to live your life and take steps towards the dreams that God has put in your heart and love your family and friends well and rest well. And for me, during the seasons of my life when I've had better limits on my phone, on my phone use, the biggest thing I've noticed is that I'm more well-rested. I sleep better, I have more energy for just living, and then I start pursuing those dreams that God puts on my heart, and I'm loving my family better, and I'm just doing better, and I I notice a direct correlation between when I'm doing better and I have better limits on my phone. I'm just going to pray for us before we continue. Lord, thank you for the technology we have, for the ways it helps us connect 
and for the simple tasks that it makes so easy. Thank you. Thank you that our phones can free us up to do, to do other things that matter more, but they also can suck us in and we know how addictive they are. Lord, I ask you to reveal to each woman listening things that she can do to break that addiction to her phone and turn to you instead. Jesus, our Savior, you, our God who died for us and rose again and offers us eternal life and participation in your kingdom. Help us to remember that you are what we're living for, not just distraction and entertainment. Guide my words today and touch the heart of each woman listening. Amen. So the first thing, and I think this is the biggest, most important thing that I have done for, I don't know, a few years now, is I keep my phone out of the bedroom. Because I was finding during that season when I was just exhausted, I had my phone in in my room with me at night, and I'd be scrolling too late at night. And we all know, we've learned about how that light is not helpful it's actually harmful for us to fall asleep. Our body's hormones, they're sensitive to light day and night, the way God created the days to work. There's day and there's night. And when we're messing with that, with our phone screens or whatever screens, even lights on in the room, that can not be helpful. So yeah, I plug my phone in um, in the kitchen at night and then it's not there in the morning when I wake up. And that's another really wonderful and important part of this is that when I wake up, the first thing I do is I sit there in silence with God and I read my Bible and I might journal and just talk to him and be with him, maybe do some stretching. Um, but I, I don't have my phone. I don't, n- nothing is there on my phone calling to me to take my attention away from starting my day with God. And to me, that time is so precious and important especially that that it is at the start of the day because that sets the foundation for the rest of my day. And a couple thoughts. If you have a job where you need to be on call for something, could you consider buying a cheap flip phone that you could use to, to have next to your bed at night if you need to be on call or a pager if that's still a thing? I don't even know. And then keep your smartphone out of your room. That's a thought. Or I know there may be seasons where you're waiting for a very important call and you don't know when it will come. There are things like that in life. But then in that case, if you have your phone in your room, you can put strict timers on your apps, all the distracting apps or everything except the phone app, something like that, so that your phone is serving you as a tool instead of being something that's keeping you up at night and making it so that you're too exhausted to to live well. And so the next thing is starting and ending my day without my phone. And I guess that's kind of the same as number one, which is keeping my phone out of our bedroom. I start my day with the Lord and end my day with the Lord. And that has been such a big game changer for me because I I just, I'm always learning. I always want to learn or read a thing and listen to a podcast and and that's good, but, and I, I like to stay up at night. I guess I like that, 
but it's not helpful for me. Then I'm just exhausted the next day. So removing my phone, not being able to see my phone before I end my day makes it so that I can actually start turning off my mind and getting quiet and meeting with God. Okay, another huge thing that I've done for a few months now is I've just taken social media off my phone. Um, Some people choose to take it off their phone on their Sabbath day, their day of rest or the Lord's day. So they actually uninstall it or for the whole weekend. I know people who do that too. And I think that's fantastic. But yeah, I've just taken social media off my phone so that I can't just scroll wherever I am because my phone is portable. So it's in my purse or, you know, nearby. And a thought for you, if you post a lot on social media, whether it's for your business or just for photos of your kids or whatever, you can use a free scheduler um, on the computer to post your photos or you could do it through your phone or you can schedule them in advance to go out at a certain time. And then you're, it's like you're doing work. You're on there to schedule your posts instead of getting sucked into scrolling on the apps. So that's a thought. So you can still enjoy sharing the photos you want to share without being sucked into the scrolling as much. So yeah, so that's worked so well for me. And then I just check social media on the computer instead. Now, if you work on a computer all day, that's a different thing. You're going to need to set some limits, some time limits. And it's not that social media is bad at all. It's just that often I think it takes up more of our time than it really needs to. And then we're not actually living our lives, the good things, the good parts of our lives, the things we need to be doing. And for the few months now that I've just had no social media apps on my phone, it's funny how a habit will stick with you. Sometimes I'll find myself picking up my phone to distract myself. And so I'll try to Google some random thing like, oh, I wonder what this celebrity I haven't thought of in five years is up to or... (laughs) you know, whatever, useless things. But I have to take that extra step to do that. There isn't just an app I can open to scroll. And then I notice and I can check myself and go, wait a minute, what am I doing? What am I doing? Is there something I can go do in my real life right now? Or can I connect with God right now instead? So I highly recommend getting your social media apps off your phone for at least a day a week for your Sabbath day. Okay, so number four is to pray about what to read or listen to. Like I said, there are fantastic resources online and that we can access through our phones and podcasts like you're listening to this right now and amazing people who can point us to God on social media or wherever. And so that's all amazing. But I think what I find is consuming a lot of it, it starts to just become like my brain is saturated saturated with other people talking about God. It's just a lot. And then it's like, am I actually implementing this? I might have listened to an amazing sermon or teaching on prayer. Okay, well, can I put down my phone now and actually pray instead of just listening to the next thing or reading the next thing? And for maybe for you, it's something different. Maybe you, I don't know, you love cat videos or something. For me, I'm just always learning. And then, yeah, it comes to a point where it's enough (laughs) and I need to just be silent and live and talk to God and be with God and abide. Say I'm going to go on a walk. I can just check in with the Holy Spirit and see, okay, 
would listening to this podcast be a life-giving thing to do right now? And sometimes, yeah, I've, I've felt kind of a nudge to do that, and it's been very life-giving and exactly what I needed to hear. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to listen to some worship music to just help turn my heart towards God and praise Him. And the music can just help me do that. And then that's a good choice. And then sometimes partway through, it's like, okay, you know, I I just need silence right now. I'm just going to be silent and be with God and enjoy the His creation around me and not listen to something. So I would encourage you to do that, to just take a minute to take a few breaths and check in with the Holy Spirit who is living inside of you and just see what do you feel prompted to do? And you might not feel anything, so then pick something. That's okay. But I just caution against filling every moment with reading or listening or scrolling or something. What I really want to do here is encourage us all to have more silence in our lives and more space to connect with God. Here's an idea I thought of. Number five is to have a list of things to do instead of scrolling. And that's something I actually sort of have done, but I don't always look at it. So I want to be better about that. Have it on your phone, on the home screen on your phone, maybe, or somewhere you can open it easily. So when you out of habit, go and grab your phone to scroll, you can see, oh, I could uh, do some stretching right now, or I could just enjoy some silence with God, or I could call my grandma, whatever it is. So I I like that idea and I want to do it more. Okay, number six, turn off all your notifications. So that's something I've done for years and years and years as well is I'll, I just don't have any push notifications coming up for social media when I had it on my phone or what I do have is for texts because I don't spend my whole day scrolling through my texts. So then I can see if I've gotten a text. So that's great. You'll figure out what works for you. Maybe you want to keep the push notifications on for for your email or texts or whatever. But I, I certainly don't see the need to have your phone ding and have a push notification every time someone posts something on Facebook or comments or something. You know, when I did have social media on my phone, I would set time limits during the day for when I could check it. And then I would choose to check it instead of having it notify me about things. Okay, number seven, turn the sound off. So for as long as I've ever had a phone, I've always had it on silent or I think vibrate for a couple years at the beginning. Now it's just on silent all the time. And I find that to be great. Nobody's ever interrupting if they call. If I miss it, I'll see that they called and I can call them back when I can. It's not dinging and ringing in my life. I can live my life and then check my phone periodically and see if I have a text or a call or something. Now, the one thing I've realized recently that would actually be helpful is if I know I'm waiting for a call to then turn the sound on for calls so that I don't have to keep looking to hope that I catch the call coming in, if that makes sense. But otherwise, it's off all of the time. Yeah, I've never understood when I, you know, I'll hear podcast interviews and I'll hear a phone dinging in the background or something. And I, I'm like, why do you have sound on your phone? <laughs> but that's, that's just me. And again, if you're in a season where, you know, maybe there's, you're taking care of a parent who's older and you need, you need to make sure they can call you at any time if they need you or something, then 
you can check the settings on your phone to make it so that when they call, it will ring or only your phone calls ring, but nothing else. Or you can, you can play around with that to make it still work for you. And I don't, I don't ever worry about missing calls about appointments or anything like that. Like if I miss a call from the dentist, they always leave a message and I can just call them right back. That's never been an issue. Okay. Number eight, put your phone out of reach and out of sight when you're trying to focus. There was a study I once uh, heard of that showed that people couldn't focus as well when their phone was on the table next to them or even in sight when they were working on a task and even when it was in the same room as them. And then the people who had their phone in another room focused much better and I sure believe that. So if I'm trying to work on something, especially if it's something that I need a lot of focus for and maybe it's not my favorite task, so I'd be tempted to want to be entertained and distracted instead, I'll put my phone out of reach and out of sight so it's not a temptation and then I can just focus on my task. Number nine, this is something I will remind myself of and I want to remind you to to congratulate yourself for feeling bored or for spending time in silence. Yes, congratulate yourself when you notice, huh, I'm bored and I'm not scrolling. I don't know what to do. Or you're going to choose to spend your time in silence, just being or talking to God or listening. That's a good thing. It's so good for your brain and your body and your stress levels. And I just find that that helps me remember God more throughout the day to remember, ah, he's always with me. And how am I going to hear his voice if I'm just constantly filling my mind with things on my phone? And for me, one of the things that helped the most when I was healing from burnout was not filling every moment with reading, scrolling, learning, listening, all of that. It was choosing to just sit and breathe and pray. And I encourage you in those moments to just be real with God. That's what he wants. He's your friend. So just say, hey, God, ugh, I just really want to scroll on my phone right now. I'd rather not be talking to you. But here I am. I'm making this choice because deep down I know I want to know you better. I do care. I want to be more well-rested. I want to hear those dreams you put on my heart. So just be real with God. Think of the Psalms where they're just, just all the raw feelings about wishing harm on enemies and praising God. And, you know, not all of those things are the way God would have us act. God wants you to go to him as you are and just be real. And I find that in, in saying what I'm really feeling and thinking, it kind of takes away some of the intensity of it. To be able to say to God, oh, I'd rather be scrolling than talking to you right now. Oh, it kind of makes you realize what you just said. And invite him into that and say, hey, God, can you help me? Can you help me make a good choice right now with my time? I don't know what to do. I feel bored. Lord, I want to have fun with you and joy. What could, what could we do together? I have no idea. I'm not used to this. Lord, I'm feeling irritable and I just need you to come be with me right now. I don't even know. You know, just just be real with him. So I encourage you to enjoy those moments that you're feeling bored or spend time in silence and seek God 
and learn to hear him more clearly and know that it's good for your mind and your body. And uh, number 10, don't have games on your phone. Now, I've never had games on my phone. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you love it. I think there can be reasons that they're great. Like maybe you're playing Scrabble with your grandma who lives across the country and that's a way you connect. That's awesome. So I'm not saying it's it's an entirely bad thing or or um, party games that you can play with your friends and family. You know, the word guessing games or ones where you have to act something out, you know, things like that. That can be awesome and a way to connect with people and it's fun. And so nothing wrong with that. I'm just thinking of those ones where you're just kind of tapping at dots and things that move on your screen and it's just kind of mindless. And I don't know if there's really any value in, in spending time like that and being drawn to that and picking up your phone to do that. And then of course there are gamified learning apps like Duolingo for learning a language, that kind of thing. So I think those are awesome. It helps you work towards a goal of learning a language or just because something's fun, it doesn't mean it's bad. That's not what I'm saying. I just think some games are just kind of mindless and I think it's just worth checking, okay, what value is this bringing my life? Is this the way I really want to spend my time? And number 11 is put your phone away when you're with people. Yeah, I think this is just common courtesy. I know for me, if I have to check my phone while I'm with someone or having a conversation, because maybe I need to check the time or check a text to know, you know, when I need to leave or something, right? So I will just say, hey, excuse me, I just have to check my text for a second. Or, hey, I just remembered I need to send this send this text to someone and I'm going to do it right now so I can focus on you after. Whatever it is, I just tell them, hey, I just need to do this quickly. And then I put my phone back down and that's okay. So I'm not being rude and just sending that text while still pretending to listen to them or trying. Like to me, I don't find that to be respectful. So I just tell them what I need to do because our phones are part of our lives and that's okay. So I hope these things help you. They've really helped me. And just to say it again, I think the biggest things that have helped me are plugging my phone in in the kitchen at night so it's not in my room and I don't end or begin my day with my phone. And the other one is just getting social media off my phone so it's a tool for me instead of just something I use to just scroll all the time. And so, yeah. I'm going to pray for us before we go. And I, yeah, I really hope this was helpful to you. And I just want to say, like, I'm not perfect. I don't think phones are bad. There's a lot of good ways we connect with people on social media and learn from one another. And I just, I really hope you hear, I'm not saying that uh, any of that is bad at all. I just think sometimes we overuse it and we, we do it to a point of, binging and numbing ourselves past the point of where it was helpful. And what I didn't talk about in this episode was putting time limits on those distracting apps so you can only access them for a certain number of minutes a day or between certain hours of the day. So say you can only go on social media between noon and five or something. I talked about that in the other episode I did. That's very helpful as well. Yeah, because you're probably listening to this on your phone right now, and that's fantastic. So let's just put these phones in their place as 
the tools that they are. So let me pray for us before we go. Lord, thank you for the ways that our phones really do help us connect with one another, connect with other brothers and sisters in Christ around the world, and connect with our families and friends, and share our knowledge and insights about you and about so many other things. Lord, reveal to each woman listening where she may be addicted to her phone and how to break that addiction. Show her what she needs for her specifically. I pray that what I shared is helpful, but I know that it's not, it's not a prescription. It's not the only way to do things. So Lord, I ask you that by your spirit, you will guide each woman listening to what will work best for her life. Lord, fill us again with your spirit so that we want the things of your kingdom more than the temporary pleasures of scrolling. We need your help. Convict us and strengthen us. Give us vision for the ways we can walk with you in our lives here. Help awaken us to the dreams you've put in our hearts. We want our lives to be different from the lives of those around us in the best way possible. I thank you for each woman listening. May you fill her with joy in your presence today. Amen. Amen.